This is the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, let's do it, y'all. Let's do it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going until 225 today. You know the vibes. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler. He's at Brandon Jacobs 27. Get us at, at us on the gram. 800-919-3776 is where you can call and chop it up with us. Let's get it popping. Week 11, it's 50 degrees outside. So I'm feeling good. BJ, what's up, my man? Good morning. Man, Ty, I'm doing great, man. Just sitting here, you know, waiting on the show to begin, man. Ready to go today. Yo. How was your uh, Saturday, man? Saturday was good. Took the family out. Went upstate to uh, see see my dad, see my sister. So I had, had the kids. It was a very, very long day. Uh, then went to church this morning. So, you know, I'm I'm feeling spiritually in the mood. So, you know, I'm, I'm just ready to rock and roll. How about you, man? How was your Saturday? Saturday was good, man. You know, just just chilled out, you know, just here chilling at the house, man. Uh, wasn't too much. Watched some college football. Didn't do too much, man. Man, I just saw, uh, so I'm a Syracuse guy. Uh, they just fired Dino Babers. Uh, so my, my Syracuse Orange will be looking for another head coach. How many I, times they fired? I mean, Syracuse looked like they fired. I mean, I, I, I guess all of these colleges that's below average, they fire their coach way too much. They just don't get It's just not a good program. Yeah, it's bec- and, 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 I mean, it's, it, the question becomes, like, you know, what's first, the chicken or the egg? Is it stability or is mm-hmm. it success? And Dino, he, he was 41 and 55 over the last eight seasons. I can't believe it's been that long because I was there mm-hmm. uh, the year he first started. So, I mean, when you compile that type of a record together, then, you know, of course the university is going to be looking to go in a different direction. But, you know, you do need stability. You do need to have someone in place who's going to be able, especially at that level, obviously be able to recruit, but also pump out some, you know, high-octane. Pump, yeah. pump out some money, some <laughs> NIL money to these yeah. kids that's on the East Coast. The kids is on the East Coast. They got they got Maryland over there, big time program, mm-hmm. Power Five program. Uh, Rutgers over there, Power Five program. You know, you got some schools up there on the East Coast. You know, but Ohio State's take all of like the New York, New Jersey, all the good yeah. kids. They go to Ohio State, and Michigan. They don't ever, you know, stay there. You know, and, and play at the university there. Which hey, it is what it is. Kids well, gonna go where they. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be a high draft pick. You're going to be competing for national champions uh, uh, championships. Why would you go to, you know, upstate New York where it's going to be 30 degrees in, 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 in September? It, it just makes no sense. But uh, obviously week 11 in the NFL, a lot to get to today. We are leading you, of course, into coverage of the Jets and the Bills out in Buffalo. Big game, essentially, in this, uh, I would call it an elimination game for both teams from the standpoint of if you're the Jets, you lose this, you fall to 4-6, and six, that could quickly be 4-7 and seven come Friday when Miami rolls into town. I don't think anyone is going to be considering this team still capable of making the playoffs if they go out there and lose to Buffalo, whereas the Bills, I mean, I guess... It, sometimes it's not who you're playing, it's when you're playing them. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Jets fan, you look at this and you say, Buffalo, they are in turmoil right now. We just saw them fire their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. They've promoted Joe Brady. And, and you look at the Bills, like there's, this is an extended stretch of them not playing good football. Should have lost to the Giants. They had that ball at the one-yard line and, of course, got away with D, uh, DPI on, on Waller. So who knows if the officials call that correctly. Uh, what happens there? 
They did lose to New England. And Mac Jones game winning touchdown drive. The Bucks almost beat them on a Hail Mary. They fell in Cincy. And then lost last weekend at home to the Broncos on just what was a, hor- a horrifying just gaff by the defense having 12 men on the field after a missed field goal. So I look at the Bills, BJ, and I'm like, man, they've had one great moment all season long. And that was the bludgeoning of the Dolphins where they won 48 to 20. Otherwise, they've looked anything like a contender and they are to be had today. If they lose this game, I think their playoff hopes are shot. And if the Jets lose this game, I think their playoff hopes are shot. Absolutely. I don't think either one of the teams could, could afford to lose, you know, today. Uh, I'm going with the Jets today, with, you know, Ooh, against there the we Bills. Go. Because the Bills, you know, they showed, and, and, and not only, like, they shown horrible inconsistencies in the bad areas, penalties and turnovers and just, you know, drop passes and just a whole bunch of stuff that gets you beat. And quarterback play has been inconsistent. Uh you know, I'm kind of surprised in Josh Allen, you know, the way he, he came out this year. You know, he's been all up and down the place. You know, he's been up, he's been down. He's been more down and up. Um, but no one's really – nobody's really talking about it, you know. No one's really saying much about it. But, yeah, I think the Buffalo Bills is done. They need to revamp, you know, a lot. I think they need to make some changes. So I'm actually not su- uh, surprised with Josh Allen's turnovers because this is who he has been – since being drafted in 2018 every single year he's led the league in interceptions and and you know this year more of the same leads the league in in that category with 11 leads them in giveaways with 14 i i'll put you on the spot by asking you this real quick how many quarterbacks in football are you taking over josh allen right now i'm not i'm not talking about you know the resume i'm not talking about what he projects to be right now this very moment how many quarterbacks moment yep oh man uh i Oh, right now at this moment, I'm gonna give you one guy, and it might shock you. I'm taking Josh Dobbs over over <laughs> Allen right now. Right now, Josh Dobbs. Right now, Geno Smith over Josh Allen right now. <laughs> okay, give me some more, because we know the obvious, like Mahomes. Uh, you know, Burrow's out for the season, but a, a healthy Burrow, we're of course taking him. Uh, those right, are that's what I'm locks. saying, and that's why I'm naming. That's why I'm naming uh, guys like this. You know, I'm. Uh, you know, I, How about I won't Tua? even throw. I, so I'll throw some names Tua. at you, and then you tell me Tua. Tua, uh, he he's he's no, I'm not taking Tua over Josh Allen. Here's why: because every time they play a team that's 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 yep. decent, he breaks. He 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 he, he crumbles. He crumbles like a you know he crumbles and and he doesn't perform as well. So I'm not I'm not gonna take him over Josh Allen, uh, not Tua. All right, how about Lamar? Absolutely. All right, let's go to Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. So we've got um, so far of just going division by division: Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud. Absolutely. That's three. Okay, Mahomes obviously. Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, you know what. Because Herbert doesn't have his his issues. His team is just just can't get it together, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not giving you. He's not the, the sole reason that they're losing, and neither is Josh Allen. You know, but I think he's much more. I think he produced. I, I think he's much more productive than Josh Allen. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Herbert. How about Will Levis? <sighs> right now, at this point. right right now, yeah. Okay, so right now, yeah. I mean, we, if we gonna talk. Do, uh, we're not going with uh, Aiden O'Connell. Do we dare go to the Mile High City and say, I'm taking Russell Wilson over? I mean, beat him head to head. Beat uh, him head to I, head. We, we taking Russell Wilson over Josh Allen? 
I mean, if you go back and look at the last couple of weeks, if you want to go right now, he's I'll play Josh Allen. He, he hasn't played that bad. So, yeah, right. I'm taking Russell Wilson, too. This is where it gets interesting. Uh, Hurts, definitely, right? Absolutely. How about your boy Dak Prescott? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sam Howell? Sam Howell's leading the league in, in, in passing yards in from scrimmage. In passing yards. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking Sam Howell, too. There's a lot of quarterbacks that take over Josh Allen. Jared Goff. Is that a question you see this man doing? Right? You see what he's doing? Absolutely. Uh, let's go to Brock Purdy. Yeah. You gave me Gino already. Ta- so there's about, 11, it's about 11, 12 quarterbacks right now. Right now. I'll right take now, over At him. this moment, you're taking over. What Josh about you? So, so so any of those questions you just asked me or any of those names you have, would you exclude any of them? Uh, so the names I will give you, right, I would actually go with Tua right now. The injury history concerns me, and I get you about the you know competition. They, they're being looked upon as frauds right now just because anytime they're playing enhanced competition, they're not just losing, they're getting smoked. And that final score uh, against Kansas City out in Germany wasn't indicative of the final score. But I'll go uh, with uh, – I'll take Tua right now. I'm definitely taking Lamar. You know, Burrow when he's healthy. Trevor Lawrence, sure. And Lawrence has a turnover problem, too. But I, I, I go with Lawrence and Stroud. Um, I'm not taking Levis. I'm not doing that. I'm not going with uh, Russell Wilson. I would agree with you about Hurts, Mahomes, of course, Dak. I'm not taking Sam Howell over him. Jared Goff right now, sure. I'm doing that as well. Uh, Brock Purdy, nah, just because. And I imagine what Josh Allen, Allen would do in that offense. Uh, so I would disagree with you there. But. I, the reason why I'm doing what, this exercise. What do you mean? Exa- is imagine what he would do in that offense with all those weapons with Debo and Ayuk. Come on now, and, and Christian McCaffrey. I don't know, man. He, his team and is Kyle Shanahan. A, and and remember, there's a don't reason. Have a bad roster, man. No, I'm not saying he does. I'm not making excuses for. Him. I'm saying like the reason why the Bills are they're masking this as oh we got an, an issue with our play calling. They fired. Uh, Ken Dorsey. So imagine him with uh, with Kyle Shanahan pulling the strings in an offense like that. But the point I'm trying to make here, and the reason why I wanted to do this exercise is because if not now, then when, right? Like the Jets entering this game, ESPN, NFL, FPI, FPI gives them a 4.2% chance of making the playoffs. And you now have a Bills team that is just reeling. They're dealing with all kinds of issues on that offense that led to them making some personnel changes. We're hearing more, you know, rumors about Diggs being unhappy. Josh Allen's leading the league in turnovers, and we just went through an exercise. Whether we agree on the the amount of quarterbacks, there's certainly, you know, a handful who would take over Josh Allen. Whoever year, everyone's going to try to make the MVP. This is a huge opportunity for this Jets team. They can't score touchdowns, but if they can find a way. To get their offense going in this game with that defense being, you know, uh, att- attacking the way that it has and being as ferocious as we've seen the first couple uh, ten weeks of the year, then this is, it's right there and they'll be right back in the playoff mix in second place in this division. It's a huge game. Absolutely. I mean, I, if you look at it, you know, like outside of there is not anybody really just tearing it up in a division which is why one or two wins will get you yep. in first place you know and and you got guys who's usually at the top you know not doing well which is the new england's of the world uh you know so they've been kind of quiet down for the last couple of years 
You know, you got the Jets, who I think is has more, more has more momentum in this division than any of the other teams in the division. I think with the with 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 the Bills firing the offensive coordinator, I think that takes a lot from their momentum. Or what they lost last week to to uh, Denver. Uh, Miami can't beat a uh, you know a competitive team, which is a good it's a good thing yeah. they played the, the Raiders today because that's right. that's a team that's not above five hundred. You know the likes right. of but, who they struggle but, against. But but that's but that's a team with a new with an interim head coach that's two and zero. So. You can't. I, I wouldn't look at the rest of it. The boys is playing for Antonio Pierce over there. I, I I already know what the locker room is like. I already know how loose it is in there. So I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think they win the day either. Oh, so you got the you got the Dolphins losing. I got the Dolphins losing to the Raiders, man. So if it, if I am reading this correctly, you pick the Jets to beat the Bills. You're picking the, the Dolphins. You're picking the Dolphins to lose to the Raiders, which means mm-hmm. the beauty of Black Friday after you're all stuffed up with the food, vibing with the family, you get a standalone primetime game, a game that you can hear, of course, right here on 9870 ESPN between the Jets and the Dolphins, and the winner will be in first place in the AFC East. How about Where's that, the game? Games in MetLife Stadium. That's the that's the Jets all day long. The the way the way the Dolphins play their offense, I don't think they'll be able to handle that cold and that wow. wind that that wind in that in that stadium like that. I love it. I love the energy. Hey, hit us up 800-919-3776. There is a lot we need to get to today. Of course, we need to talk about BJ's Giants, who I mean, there there are a couple of folks out there might be engaging in some some drugs because the takes they had this week. I'm thinking, man, if y'all could pay me millions of dollars to give those takes, boy, sign me up. So we'll get to Giants Commanders. <laughs> it's a fun week 11. You got the cow- I, I want to get BJ's thoughts on the Cowboys because it might be time for him to admit that that team's actually pretty good. And that boy Dak Prescott's out there balling. We'll, of course, get to the Monday night football game. That is the game of the weekend. A rematch of the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, both in first place in their respective conferences. Could not have asked for a better Monday night game. So a whole lot to get to. Hit us up. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. We're going to 225 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Our esteemed program director, Wade in Brandon, because he is one to known to dabble in the, the gambling, especially on a, a beautiful football Sunday. So he hit me with this. I don't know if you understand. Are you a gambling guy at all? No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I do. I have friendly. I have friendly bets with, with, with my friends, but I don't do the whole plus one, plus two, <laughs> minus six. I don't do all, all that. Right, so uh, let me just quickly engage you in this just because I think it's fascinating. If you parlay the Raiders and the Jets to win today, so if you pick them both to win their games outright, it's a play, a payout of plus three thousand five hundred and fifty-five, which means you bet a hundred dollars, you're taking home three thousand five hundred and fifty-five dollars. So anyone out there feeling, you know, aggressive, feeling confident that old BJ is leading you in the right direction with his uh, football selections today, might want to dabble in that. Just saying. Wait, so you if you bet, because I, I really don't understand betting. So if I bet $100. $100 you'll win $3,555. If you pick, On both those games. If you pick you them together, mm-hmm. both have to happen. So the Raiders have to win and the Jets both have to win outright. 
That's a part. So is that is that a hundred bucks per team per like no, no, per no, game no. or one? It's just a hundred for the one bet, and the one bet is both teams are going to win their games. Okay. See, I don't. I don't even know. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even know how to start to even place a bet. I wouldn't <laughs> even know thing. what to do. Because yeah. some people get addicted, and then you go in the wrong direction, and then that's how you end up as a as a co-host on ESPN New York because you you know you won Super Bowls, but then mess with your money correctly. So now you got to find a way to make it back. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the right uh, right people working your finances. <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I, if you're feeling like that, go out there and get it. I, I want to throw this out there just real quick before we get to the phone calls at 800-919-3776 because it is uh, newsworthy. Ian Rappaport on NFL Network today said that uh, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers eyes a December return with Week 16 being the most likely spot. If the Jets are alive and he can protect himself, uh, that is a day that you know could be a realistic possibility for Aaron Rodgers to return to the team. He did uh, not hint. He said they would have to be in contention in order for this to continue to be a possibility, which means they got to go out there and win this game today. Uh, when I listened to the clip of Ian Rappaport, Brandon, he did say that, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, his mobility would be compromised. So he's going to be more of a stationary quarterback. I don't know that that is a blueprint for success behind this offensive line that is worse than it was when he first got hurt. And now you're coming off of a torn Achilles in an accelerated fashion uh, and not going to be able to be as mobile as you were when you were healthy. And by the way, I should mention you're going to be 40. It's just a terrible idea. I, I don't know where who's ever who's ever he's too old to make those type of decisions, man. Like, come on, two thousand five, come on now, Same you can't make that class. type you of yeah. the draft class, my yeah. Man, my but man. you can't. I'm like I said, man. I, I I may seem kind of rough when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, but I really root for him because he's the last Mohican that's from our draft class is still in there, you know. And I'm, I'm I really want to see him do well, but I just don't think that's a I don't think that's a good decision to make after, you know, being 40 years old, coming off a torn Achilles behind an offensive line who don't know their right from their they, left. <laughs> it, it, it just – let Zach finish the season out, it man, with whatever comes of it. It reminds me of, like, the, the, the thing people say about those who can't dance. It's like, oh, you, you, you dancing like you got two left feet. You got no moves. That, that's the way I feel about this offensive line, that at some points mm-hmm. this year have looked better – but you know, as the injuries continue to mount, it's the reason why, and you can attest to this, that you're seeing so many penalties, false starts, because you don't have that cohesion with the unit. You can't get them, um, you know, playing together for for a couple games in a row. Let alone like you know, good enough to to protect forty year old Aaron Rodgers coming off of an Achilles injury. So look, the the fan in me is excited about like the, the possibility of it happening, though I will admit. I don't feel great about it. It's just yeah. a product of watching Zach Wilson continue to look as bad as he is. You're just rooting for anything of significance uh, as far as an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's any better if he comes back like this. I, I just don't. I mean, this is – I don't know, man. I just – stay out, A-Rod, bro. Stay out if you're listening. Stay out until it's time for, until next year. And let's start over, man. 
And that's from your uh, your classmate, that 2005 class. Another report, uh, again, we're going to get to the phone calls in a moment. just want to give the audience this news. Adam Schefter saying sources around the NFL expect the Jets will pursue Devontae Adams again this offseason, trying once and for all to pair him with quarterback Aaron Rodgers. That will happen, one source predicted to ESPN. I think so. Sources believe that whether the Raiders consider trading Adams could depend on how their season finishes. 800-919-3776. Batting leadoff for us today is Dave, who's in the car, wants to weigh in on the Jets and the Bills. What's up, Dave? Hey, thanks for having me on board. You know, I, I just realized after listening to a few shows and, and doing a little research, I didn't realize this big center that they got from Seattle ripped his Achilles, and he was supposed to be their run stopper. And if you're looking at oh, Al Woods, now, yeah, that it, happened. That happened yeah. in the Giants game. You don't remember? Mm-hmm. Like right. Saquon went, Saquon went nuts after that. He was Al Woods was their their best against the run, and then Saquon ended up with a buck twenty six after not being much of a factor in the first half of that game. Yep. Exactly. And so the, my I look at this Bills game, and I look at any other game. Just I looked at the Raiders game. The code has been cracked with the Jets. As good as their defense is, they have too many things working against them. One is the time on the field because of the offense. But two, they can't stop the run. If the Bills, we're going to see what the new offensive coordinator is worth in Buffalo. If he comes out and they start grounding and pounding, then it's going to be a long day for the Jets. And I just want to ask one more question. I think outside of staying healthy, obviously keeping the locker room, I think one of the most important things for the Jets to do next year, even if the guy doesn't get along with Aaron Rodgers, they actually need a strong veteran, maybe even a veteran that was once a starter. They need someone stellar to be on the sidelines holding the clipboard because there's just no guarantee that Rodgers is – after what happened this year with New York quarterbacks, there's just no guarantee he's going to come back next year – Devontae Adams, no Devontae Adams. And it's like, uh-oh, watch out, he's healthy now. Father Time is, you know, he, he's the one who's going to call that shot. And it just, you know, I just think they need to go after a very – I think there's some quarterbacks who will be willing to come to back up Aaron based on him coming off that type of injury. Yeah. Let me know what you think. They have Thanks to be more lot, due guys. diligent. And I appreciate the call, Dave. It's a point that – Brandon is very obvious, but I also feel like is underreported and undermentioned in the sense of like think about next season. Aaron Rodgers fully healthy, expectations are back, you know, offense, weapons. Every single time he takes the field, if you're a Jet fan, you're gonna be holding your breath because that same thing can happen. Even if they do improve, they could have the best offensive line in football. A forty, the oldest player in the league, coming off of a torn Achilles, playing for that team, where you know whether you want to agree or disagree, it's got some demons, man. Like something's up with like the the, the bad luck and the bad fortunes with this organization. You're gonna be holding your breath every single snap. So it is like of the utmost importance. It behooves them to go out there and get a legitimate backup quarterback because they were ill prepared for that this year. And that can't happen for the second consecutive season when we've already see uh, we've already seen him go down. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be great to get somebody in there that that got you know some time in the league. Uh, but who? What veteran quarterback did you go out to get to bring in to back up Aaron Rodgers just in case uh, he goes down? Who who's out there? You know, 
Like what well, quarterback that you can bring? Yeah, you're gonna have to see who's available. And um, to the caller's point, like I, I, I think there might have been some hesitancy to to back up Rodgers. Like if you're a quarterback, you want to go to a situation where like. I mean, let's be honest. Like, you can foresee yourself playing. And with Rodgers, he missed one game in five years. It was COVID. You weren't expecting this to happen. But next year, you might be more willing to if you're, uh, I don't know, I, I got to look at who's going to be an uh, unrestricted free agent. But, like, guys like Jacoby Brissett, you know, Jameis Winston, like those those caliber players who can come in and not be Aaron Rodgers but also be much better than uh, Zach Wilson. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> We're gonna see, but you know, but I mean, but a backup quarterback he typically doesn't play, so that's what I mean. Like you're saying, you, you don't know who would want to come in and back up a guy that missed one game in five years, right? Backup quarterbacks don't play, but we're seeing he didn't it. Play when at, Brett Favre's there, you know. That's just the, what it is. But look at the league. Look at all the quarterbacks who are out. I mean, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson. Uh, the list goes on and on. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, Daniel Jones. Right, like Kirk Cousins, Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, this year, a lot of uh, backup quarterbacks are getting run. A lot of right. Them. I'm just saying, typically they doesn't play. Yeah, they, of course. Backup quarterbacks don't play, so that shouldn't be a, something. I I would not miss my opportunity to come to a city, one of the biggest cities in the world. Yeah, play in the, some of the best fans. And being a part of New York City, and I, and all I got to do is back up Aaron Rodgers. I still get paid. I still get paid, and I can really roam around and go to, go to practice. I don't have to worry about anything. Sign me up. Yeah, and you sign and, me and up right now. Yep, sign me up right now. You may have an opportunity to play, and also and you, you may know, not. Big picture, chance to win a Super Bowl. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Here we go, Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs. We're going to 225 today because we're leading you into coverage of the Jets and the Bills live from Buffalo. What do they call it? Highmark Stadium now? You, of course, will have Dan Gross and Greg Buttle on the uh, pregame duties, followed by Marty Lyons, Bob Rashusen on the call. Jets, Bills, week 11 of the season. And, yeah, we're going to get it popping. We also got to get to the Giants. I, w- I want to hit that at noon. I will say this in a, a little bit of a tease. Brandon, I weirdly feel good about the Giants today. And, like, honestly, if you asked me to just analyze it, I can't give you much. The Giants have been embarrassed the last couple of weeks. They're down to their third-screen quarterback. The Commanders, meanwhile, seem to be, like, headed in the right direction. They might have a franchise quarterback. But it, it, it's just something about having a team's number that, I just, that just keeps smacking me in the face every time I, I, I think about this game. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that as we move forward. But uh, let's hit the phone lines at 800-919-3776. Joe is in Bay Ridge. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, the opportunity. So this is my read on how the Jets can make the playoffs. they got to get to 7-7. Seven and seven. So they got to win three of the next five. I have. They've got to split. If they lose today, they've got to beat the Dolphins on Friday. Then they've got the Falcons they should win. And then the Texans, which is going to be tough, but that's in the Meadowlands. I have them losing to the Dolphins in Miami. But if they can get to 7-7 seven and seven with or with Aaron Rodgers, the last three games are winnable. And that could be a, a, a recipe to get into the playoffs. Yeah, you got your com- thoughts. I appreciate the call, Joe. You, you'll then have the Commanders on Christmas Eve. Here's the tricky part, Brandon. 
and we didn't even mention this as far to, as far as like the uh, whole wrinkle into the Aaron Rodgers coming back equation. You've got the Commanders game. It says that that's the target date for a possible return for for Rodgers. Then they play on a short week against the Browns. So you have this guy coming back from a torn Achilles to play the Commanders and then arguably the best defense in football on a short week. Miles Garrett. With Miles coming Garrett coming at you 100 miles an hour and you can't move with this offensive, this offensive line? line? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Worst decision can be made. Worst decision, who whoever make that decision to, to okay him to play should be fired. What, what just, must, but here's the thing. So when he has like this amount of power within the organization that, that we've clearly seen, and look, it's not just him. A lot of high-profile quarterbacks, when they've earned it, uh, get, that, uh, get that level of authority. Who's going to be able to tell him no? If, the doctors, if he can find doctors to clear him, is, is Robert Sala, who we already know isn't in position to pick his, his starting quarterback now, the, is he going to be able to say no if, to Roger? If, if, if he can find doctors that can clear him, it's only, it's only the, the, the Jets team doctors, the only people who have that power to say whether or not he can or cannot play. And that can be a phone call from upstairs being like, hey, do not clear him. He is not playing. We don't want him to play. Do not clear him. That that's how that works. But what if he finds out that you're circumventing, you know, talking they're, to him about not, what he wants not, to do? Because Woody pays everybody, and mm-hmm. since Woody is the one who's paying everybody, who's to say, "Well, I was going to clear you," but Woody said, "No, that's that doesn't happen like that." They won't clear him. He stay on IR, and he'll go through the season on IR and come back next year. So maybe there's ways they can make him not not you know not be clear. Okay, no. and, and maybe it's different sports to sport, but like I remember, you go back to, I want to say it was like 2017 around then, with with Kawhi Leonard was dealing with you know his situation with the Spurs and the Spurs team team doctor, and it was actually the reverse of what we're talking about. Spurs team doctors were telling him he was cleared and ready to play, like he could go. His own personal doctors, who he had brought into the facility, which had you know angered the organization, they were saying, "No, he's not ready to go. He's not cleared." So, how does that work, you know, within the confines of like the NFL when it comes to a guy having his own personal doctors versus the team doctors final say? You know, how does that whole thing work? Team doctors matter more than their personal doctors. Okay. Team doctors matter. Even if they weren't the ones that who even checked on them, did the surgery, none of that. They still has to say so because that's why they're there. Those other doctors are not hired by the team. Mm-hmm. So they don't have your best interest. They're just going to do what they think you can do. Okay. Gotcha. The team hey. is worried about the team and the success of the team, the future of the team and organization. So that's why they make those decisions. And by the way, I mean, this conversation could be – uh, deem just uh, pointless, futile. If, if the Jets go out there and lose this game today, it's a huge one going up against this Bills team. That again, I, I say uh, maybe you're playing them at the right time, just because like there's so much happening within that organization, and they have to be feeling the pressure. I mean, we're talking about a, a team with aspir like legitimate aspirations the last couple years of winning a Super Bowl because you have one of the best quarterbacks in the sport. And it feels like that window could be closing. You look at their roster construction and, you know, all of the, 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 the cap, the, the cap situation. 
possibly Diggs wanting out. Like, this is a huge, huge game for them. And I do wonder, like, could it be the riding of the ship moment? A team they've struggled against in the past. They lost to the Jets week one. But now that you've graduated Joe Brady to the offensive coordinator position, could this be one of those games where we see, like, after Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs said they take 10 quarterbacks over Josh Allen, he goes out there and hangs 45 on that defense. (laughs) That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. He's not going to hang 45. I don't think the Bills got 45 left in them. Mm. I hear that. No worry about the rest of the season. I don't think that's good. I think they're shot. I think they're cooked. I think, you know, making these decisions within the staff like they've done, I don't think that that's going to help them out. So what are they going to – they're not going to – like, they got a guy. They just fired a guy. Whose offense they're running? That guy that they just fired. So now you're going to leave a guy to run the same – to run the offense – that's not practically his offense. It's probably not even something he would do. Did, so did he make any changes in his offense? What did he do different? Is the same plays that same that, that a different guy is going to be calling? I, I don't understand this. It, it reeks of desperation. And uh, the person, by the way, who fired Dorsey, Sean McDermott, and he's under fire. And, and, and you look at that Bills fan base and a lot of people in the media are, are scrutinizing him. But, you know, he's not going anywhere. He just signed an extension that takes him through the 2027 season. So you're married to this guy for at least the next couple of years unless you know, something catastrophic happens where you're, you're forced to fire him. But it, it, it's big from the standpoint of this too, Brandon. After they play the Jets today, here's their upcoming schedule. At Eagles, at Chiefs, home for the Cowboys, and at Chargers. Right now, those could be four laws. I'm not saying they're going 0-4. But just based on how that team is playing, you could be staring at four straight losses. And you know the amount of uh, uh, pressure when you measure what the performance has been up against what the expectations were, it, it's just uh, the sky feels like it's falling in Buffalo. Yeah, the, yeah, I think the sky is definitely falling. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it got anything. I just think that the, I think I think they need to get out of this 2023 season and reboot. And, and get ready for next year. I don't know if there's anything left. I mean, when you're firing OCs at this time of year, when you're trying to make a playoff push, I, I, I just don't think that's that that's a smart, that's a good decision. You know, I think the, I think the Jets got a great opportunity to win this division. Um, just just that they could be turnover free. Mm-hmm. Not even going up, lighting up the scoreboard, but don't turn the football over and give yourself to get points every time you got the ball. Whether it's three points or a touchdown, no matter what it is, and you will want, you know, hoping your defense could, could create a couple turnovers and, and score some points as well. So, I think you know, if all that stuff can work out in the right in the favor of the Jets, I think they can win a division. I think the Buffalo Bills is done though. They've gone. The Jets have gone 11 straight quarters without an offensive touchdown, 36 straight possessions. They had the ball from, what, the 12-yard line with a chance to win the game on Sunday night football against the Raiders. And then Zach Wilson, of course, throws the game-sealing interception that he just looked down Lazard the entire way, even though on the opposite side of the field he had a couple of receivers that he could have gone to. But, you know, they turn the page, they move on. It's a team that right now is looking to be poorly coached or looking like they're poorly coached just because of all of the penalties. But we'll see if they've made some changes uh, to what they are running over in um, over in Jets, uh, over on the side of the sidelines of the Jets. This portion of the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bullet 
Frontier Whiskey, an official whiskey partner of the NFL. Please enjoy responsibly. Must be 21 or older. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob show on 98.7 ESPN. Astro World on the program. Brandon, are you a hip-hop guy at all? You into these uh, I mean, I, I I listen to what sounds good. You know, half of the time when I'm listening to music, I don't even know who makes the song. I just know it got a good tune and it it, it sounds good. So you didn't hear that uh, that Drake "Scary Hours" three that dropped this past Friday? Man, Drake put me to sleep every time I listen to him. Why? Why he too emotional for you? No, it's just nah, but he he got to these raps on Friday. He he came with the bars. He you he could you could tell folks don't want to admit it. He's feeling a little bit insecure about what people were saying about him. So he's like, I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna show y'all. So what were people saying about him? Well, just that you know, there was some some thoughts that he was not operating which i don't know how it makes sense but not operating with the level of a maturity of a guy who's his age he's talking about relations with young girls he's too emotional like we want to hear one of the greatest rappers of all time on your album rap like we want to hear you hardcore rap sometimes but he don't have that in him he's never done that well he's oh he has done that and he did that this past friday which is why i'm telling you you need to go check it out when you when you're doing the squats tomorrow hitting the the, the three so- four plates Check out that so, so, so my question is, what is hardcore rap? Explain what is hardcore rap. What are they rapping about in hardcore rap? Hardcore, hardcore rap is rapping yes. about, it, it depends, because if you're asking about content-wise, we know what you're rapping about content-wise, hardcore rap. You're rapping about your lifestyle, whatever the case may be. Uh, whatever it is that you engage right. in with your lifestyle, he's a uh, but, he's a soft guy from Toronto that falls in love easy, yeah, and that's what you <laughs> rap about. But he also has some experience, you know, with with uh, with the streets. With this, I don't want to say that uh, he's, he rapped. He had a song called Mob Ties, so he wants p- to let people know that if you you want that action, you know, I got some people who who can give you that action. Uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> you go, you going with hope. We don't believe you. You, you need more people. Eight hundred eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Quick update for all the fantasy football owners because the actors and inactive list came out today. Keenan Allen uh, is going to play. Uh, Zay Jones will be in action as well. Pat Frymouth for the Steelers. He returns to play today for. Uh, Pittsburgh in a big game against the Browns. Looks like Justin Fields is going to be back in action. Matt Stafford going to give it a go today in their game against the Seahawks. Uh, so those are a couple of the active players today. Just looking at the Giants' point of things, I did have it. Uh, Bobby McCain, inactive for the Giants. Dory Jackson, also inactive. And Evan Neal for the Commanders. Antonio Gibson, their running back, is not going to play today. 800-919-3776. Let's hit Brock and Huntington. What's up, Brock? Hey, Ty, how's it going there, man? What's up, bro? What's, go- what's going oh, not on? Much, man. I want to kick it with the Jets, man. I just, I'm just i getting ready to get my blood pressure raised here, you know, at this Jet game. But I hear Mr. Brandon Jacobs, football legend, man. I'm a Jet fan, but, man, watching you play football was definitely a treat. I just want to say, um, you know, with Shut this game, mind. I mean, this offense, you were saying like three games, no touchdowns. I'm looking back four-plus games, man. We got two touchdowns on one-play drives. One of those drives was when they let us score in Philly. They just let us go. The other one was that Brees Hall, like, 60 yards to the house. I'm saying with these games, it's great to talk about the playoffs, uh, Brandon Jacobs, but, like, 
man, this team is brutal to watch. I've never seen a more inept, and I hate to use the word, but impotent offense. I feel like we're like in a boxing match with one hand. The other guy's got two. And I'm waiting for this team to show me something, man. I'm showing up every week with these games. They're driving me crazy. I need them to put 28 points up. First downs, I'm celebrating like touchdowns, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy watching these games, It's man. also, it's Brock, isn't it weird? Like, you go from watching a Jet game to watching an- another team play football, and it's like, wow. Like, I-, I watched the Niners' first drive against the Jags last week, and, and-, and it looked beautiful. I'm like, I, w- I would love to see this during a Jet game, it- but it's just, it's, yeah. you know, it's just yeah, I'm not familiar with what that looks like. Even by they actually, haven't had you know, offense, though. The, the Jets haven't had offense since week one. I mean, yeah, I'm looking with the Jets, though, because a couple, few years back, I mean, let's be real, you know, I'm looking at the sort of open eyes. I mean, they were unwatchable. So, I mean, right now, we're deep in the season. The game still means something. So, from, like, field level, yeah, my head's spinning, like, all over the place. But from 300 feet above ground, we're moving in the right direction. If they can make the tag to Rodgers, I mean, who knows what the possibilities are, because everyone's pretty mediocre. It's just that these games really, it's, it's tough to watch. you got to really buckle in. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's a tough, tough deal, man. So, anyone out there, Jets fans, Take it easy. Let's let's hope for the best. And maybe uh, you wait with these young quarterbacks for something to click. I'm waiting for something to click with this dude, and it's just not happening. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Appreciate no, the call. Man. Appreciate the call, Brock. Uh, Zach has had 931 career passes. Only 20 of those passes have resulted in touchdowns. That's a 2.1% uh, conversion oh, wow. rate for touchdowns. It's, it's wow. amazing how, how just – anemic doesn't even do it justice pathetic that doesn't do it justice like it's it's actually embarrassing the jets worst percentage in the in the nfl on third down they're averaging 16 points a game like they, like all of this is just putrid it makes you want to throw up in your mouth especially when you look across this field and you see how dominant that defense has been that that's Man. why it's so frustrating I know, but you make it seem so bad when you start breaking it down and in the percentages and minutes and all this other stuff. Zach Wilson, you, is that a legit stat? It's legit, man. It's legit. We we hoped it wouldn't be, especially for a guy who was drafted second overall, who's in year three, who you would expect to be showing some signs of, of progressions. But those are the numbers, man. Those are the numbers. Let's hit quickly Mitch in East Windsor. What's up, Mitch? Happy holiday, you guys. Thanks for taking a call. Same to you, bro. What's going on? I think that if they trade for uh, Adams, the Raiders uh, demand two first-round picks. I think the Jets are better off drafting a quarter for the future and who are receiving the first two rounds. Or even signing wide receiver. But definitely get a, a, a quarterback that can sit behind Rodgers next year. I think it's crazy think to come back. Nobody's come back in the same year from a kid's death. And But they're not going to get I think one of these three quarterbacks is going to be a giant. Caleb Drake or Jalen Daniels, even uh, DJ Youngalele, but that's the right thing. I get the two worst quarterbacks I've ever seen are playing in New York: Wilson and Devito. I mean, Devito, incredible. Look, Thanks for taking the call. Look, Mitch, I don't think the Jets are drafting a quarterback in the first or the second round. I think that when you have Rodgers come out of the type of marriage that he was in with the Packers when they traded up during his championship window while he was winning MVPs to draft a project in Jordan Love who does not look like a project that is going to be headed for success. When that type of thing happens, there is an analogy toward uh, toward it, and he's going to get the final say, and especially 
you know, when he comes back next year. I think they're going to be going to, to improve their offensive line. They're going to be looking to, to get some more weapons. So, I mean, you could argue whether it's the right or the wrong move. I do not think the Jets are going to be drafting a quarterback early in, in the draft, uh, Brandon. Well, I'll tell you this, man. All of this stuff, I, I, said it, I, I said it last week on my show, it's a crapshoot. It's luck. You can take whoever you want at whatever round that you want. There's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of late round guys that that pan out, and there's a lot of first round guys that don't. And it's just facts. It's just facts. Like free agency, there's a lot of guys you pay a lot of money to that had a great year with they, you know, with the team that they were with, you know, with before. You know, I like you know, you know, Kenny Galladay had a great season with the Detroit Lions, yeah, yeah. came and came to the Giants and and didn't do anything. Yeah, I right? think he scored one touchdown and was in like his last game as a Giant. Right, and they paid him seventy five million. Right, so the draft. Let's go. Let's let's go to the draft. You got people that get drafted. Um, you got people that get drafted. Let's go to Aaron. Let's go to Aaron Rodgers and and, uh, and Alex Smith. They had this whole thing coming yep. up in the two thousand five draft. Who's gonna go first? Alex Smith went first. Aaron Rodgers was picked the lap picked number pick thirty two or something like that. I think it was uh, like thirty one or something like that to the yeah. Green Bay Packers. Who had the better career? Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith? It's a it's, it's it like everybody keeps saying like let's go to, you know no let's go to my Giants. They they need to draft an offensive line. They need to draft the offensive line. But they need well guess what? They got one top five guy on the right side on the left side. They got another top five guy on the left side. Mm-hmm. We stink. <laughs> we stink on the offensive line. You never know. Could, could, could you know you know could the Giants go and and draft a guy in the fourth or fifth round and they may have been better? Yeah, they probably would have saved some money. We didn't get the same results. You yeah. never know. You just never know. You could listen to the professionals all you want about who's available, who's the next best pick, who's who who's going to have this career. Look at that. They drafted Bryce Young overall, first overall. C.J. Stroud is killing it. Right, he, he still got drafted pretty early, but yeah. I'm saying you never know. It's just, it's, it's just it's just pissing in the wind, hoping you don't get wet. That's all, you that's all you're go, doing. You got to go to the right situation. C.J. Stroud yeah. actually has some weapons on offense uh, down in Houston, and a really good head coach. It looks like with D'Amico Ryan's, whereas the Panthers didn't mm-hmm. give mu- uh, much. Uh, for Bryce Young to work with. But let's hit a quick break. 800-919-3776. We got to talk about the Giants and the Commanders. We'll go around the NFL. Uh, we'll have our You keep saying six. that, Ty, but you never talk about them. No, we will. I said we'll do it at 12 o'clock. <laughs> I said we were going to do it at 12 o'clock. We had to get to the phone calls. But we're going to do it at 12 o'clock when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN.